Praise him. All right. How y'all doing? Doing good? All right. Um, go, go with me to uh, Philippians. Philippians chapter number 4. Philippians chapter number 4. Um, all right. So I don't know how many of you... Um, I don't know how many of you are doing, are are considering the fast, and considering maybe what that might look like for you. Um, I, I hope that you will at least pray about it and ask the Lord if um, if there's if there's a possibility that there's some things uh, that God would would want to do in your heart in that whole arena of fasting um i'm not gonna I, I may take some time next week to talk about fasting a little bit i i don't know uh but i chose not to do it tonight i know this is technically if you are doing it this would be the first day of a fast if you would be if you would be doing it but um it, during this time of fasting it's it's real it's a real delicate situation because it seems like the Lord's always, um, always spoke to me. There's been a couple of years that that were kind of weird because I was I was being weird, and I, I figured it out. And I preach it all the time now. Um, you can fast, and I because I've done it, you can fast and it not be unto the Lord. There, there's a way to fast, and there's a way not to fast. And look, I know guys that fast for weight loss, and I actually don't think it's a bad deal. And there's a lot of carnal people that um, have proven a lot, of, and, and not I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm saying just from a worldly perspective, they have proven that fasting is an extremely healthy thing. Okay, um, there there's all kind of regenerative things that happen in your body through the process of fasting, and so it's not a bad thing. Okay, a lot of people say, well, not eating's a bad thing. Well, it's actually not. And, uh, you know, there's, there's times when, the, when you should really consider not eating. Uh, I, I actually have uh, pushed my body to limits that just because I wanted to see what would happen. I mean, I went one, one time for uh, like 70 hours with no food or water just to see what happened. And uh, that was a real interesting process. Um, I was really, really tired. I, now, what? Let me let me tell you. Uh, really, a phenomenon uh, for me. I got it. Okay, so when I say I, I for seventy hours, no food or no no coming in contact with no food or water. Um, meaning I didn't take a shower uh, for those seventy hours. I get in the shower and get back out, and I gained three like three and a half pounds almost. So my body, uh, naturally, I don't really understand how the whole process works, but it took on three and a half pounds of water while I was in the shower. Now that's a, you know, say, man, that's kind of a weird experiment. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. When everybody told me that would happen, I really didn't believe them. So I was like, oh, well, i got to see this for myself. There was absolutely nothing spiritual about it uh, when I was doing it. Why? Well, because it wasn't under the Lord. It was a thing that I was like, i got to figure this out. And uh, so you can do this unto the Lord uh, and it be something that God uses in your life to draw you closer to him and get you to a place to where you're more sensitive about certain things. And, and that's, that's what God does for me. And I hope that God will do that for you too. Um, i got a lot of things that I'm praying about. Um, I... I you know, I wrote this down today. Mark said it years ago. He says it, he said it a bunch of times. Um, but uh, he, he would always pray, uh, Lord, uh, uh, make me hungry, uh, make me hunger to be hungry. And, and make me thirst to be thirsty. And that was a big deal for me. All right, Lord, um, I, want, I want what's in me uh, to thirst to be thirsty for something real and for something passionate and for something that goes beyond the surface. And so, um, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, we, maybe we'll, we'll pray 
Um, pray about that. We're going to pray for our evangelism efforts. Uh, many of you know that evangelism is not something that's super easy in the day we live in. And, uh, and you really got to trust the Lord for that. You got to trust the Lord for that. You got to be able to trust the Lord uh, that God will open those doors for you. And, and not just God open those doors, but you walk through those doors when those doors open. And so, uh, so I'd like to pray if we could uh, take some time uh, to pray before we jump into Philippians 4. We're going to deal with one verse tonight. And uh, but, but before we do, man, I, it'd be cool if we could pray about those two things. One, our desire, our desire. And I don't know what your desire is like. Um, there's two different kinds of, uh, de, uh, there's two different directions that your desire could go. You could desire to be right, or you could desire that the Lord, that the Lord do something in your life. There's two ways you can go about this. You can desire to be right, or you can desire God to use you, and you be a vessel of honor. Uh, there's a lot of people that want des that desire to be right, and nobody cares how right you are if God ain't using you. Okay, does that make sense? Nobody cares how right you are if God's not using you, and I mean that. Like, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to, to for for a lot of people to be right. And then God not God never have even used them. So 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 it'd be cool if we could pray about our desire. And and tonight we could pray about our evangelism. Okay, um, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll take some time and and then I'll I'll maybe those couple of things you want to pray about tonight. You say I don't know how to pray. Well, let me let me ask you a question. Um, what does evangelism look like in your life? Or, or let's start with the let's start with the obvious. What does desire look like in your life? Okay, what does that look like for you? What What do you mean desire? Desire to please the Lord. Desire to be used. Desire for for the doors of evangelism to be opened. Desire. What does that look like? Okay, what's that going to look like tomorrow at your job? When you're going to work, what's that going to look like with the people that you're going to engage with? Because see, it's a conscious it's a conscious effort that you have to make to engage with people on a level that is God God uh, uh, that is God pleasing. So so whatever you do tomorrow, what wherever you go tomorrow, I mean, are you going to please the Lord through your desire to be used? And so we all know God's not going to use somebody that don't want to be. Everybody understands that, right? That's a, that's a hard lesson to learn sometimes, though. You know why? Because we just automatically think God's going to use us. You just think that God's going to use Well, if God wants to use me, he would. No, no, no. It don't work like that. God uses people that want to be used. Draw nigh to him, and he'll draw nigh to you. Like, it's just a fact that God uses people that want to be used. And so I, make, make, make sure we get that in our hearts, man. Because, <coughs> excuse me, goodness. I know a lot of real well-meaning real well people that God God never gets to use they'll say things and they'll do things that will speak otherwise so so let's let's start with our desire all right what is your desire like do are is there in you a desire that is hungry that is hungering to be hungry or thirsting to be thirsty because here's the deal you gotta get thirsty you gotta get hungry before the Lord right um, and, and then and then number two um, this this event this idea of seeing people come to Christ through your life through you being a gospel witness those, those are all those are those are huge things for us to pray about right that, that we're gonna 
you know, um, you know, I was convicted the other day about about our desperation as a church, and and I'm obviously I'm the dude that's leading the efforts in understanding that desperation before the Lord. That maybe it's not where it should be in total dependence on the Lord. My desperation, our desperation for God. Because here, here it is. You ready? Some some of us are gonna sow. Some of us are, are some of us are gonna plant, some of us are gonna water. And God is always gonna be the one that gives the increase. Right? So my desperation is God give us the increase. Not God help me plant, not God help me water. Why? Because that's just what I'm supposed uh, that's what I'm supposed to do, but God help me. I want to see God help me. I want to see the increase. I want to see you give the increase. And so maybe we could just take a, a minute, uh, a minute or two, and, and, and we could just get serious uh, before the Lord about those couple of things. Real simple, nothing big. Um, next week, I, uh, I, I've got to... I'd like to pray for our missionaries in here. Um, you know, there a couple of things we talk about next week with Eric Brown and a uh, missionary we support in Ireland. And so we'll talk about some of that next Wednesday uh, before we pray. But, but maybe tonight we just get an honest evaluation of where we are and our desire that will lead to to our uh, to to open doors coming in our life. Okay, so let's just take some time. Uh, you, you, you can do whatever you want to. Come to the altar, pray where you are. But maybe let's just get serious before the Lord. Okay.
Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to pray. And Lord, as we, we humbly come to a place to where, God, we acknowledge the fact that, Lord, we need our, we need our desires to be your, to be geared towards your heart in everything that we do. And Lord, I pray that you help us. I pray, God, that you help us to get serious about those things. God, help us to see that, Lord, you want to use us. You want to you change the world through, through our lives, and you want to use our lives for the glory of God, but Lord, we've, we've got to desire it, and, and so Lord, I, I pray that you help us see that. I pray, God, that you help us tonight, uh, Lord, in, in becoming people that want to see other people come to Jesus Christ, and, and Lord, it's easy to say that we want to see people saved, but Lord, we've, we've got to get to the place to where we so long for it that it's it's just who we are. Lord, I pray that you use this place as a, as a vessel, as a place that carries the gospel because it has the, the desire to do so. Lord, I, I pray that you, that you make us people that are filled, that are filled with a heart and an anticipation, God, that you're going to use us for the glory of God. Lord, we love you. And Lord, we pray that you bless tonight. I pray, God, that you use the word of God to bring us to an even uh, greater capacity to understand exactly who you've called us to be and what you've called us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, uh, go, go with me uh, to Philippians uh, chapter number four. Philippians chapter number four. And we're going to read one verse. Well, we're going to read five verses, but we're going to read, we're going to use uh, primarily, we're going to be in uh, verse number five. Um, but we're going to read the first four verses. Philippians chapter four and verse one. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech you, Odious, and, I be and uh, beseech Syntec, that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Uh, it's been a few weeks ago now. We dealt with these first four verses in Philippians. <coughs> and we dealt, with, uh, we dealt with the idea um, that, that, that for the most part that we have, uh, we have relationship issues on a regular basis. We have troubled heart issues on a regular basis. Uh, we have anxiety issues on a regular basis. And while we are seeking peace in the middle of all of these uh, relationships, in the middle of all of these heart issues, in the middle of all these mind issues, if you're not careful, you'll find yourself at a place to where there actually is no peace. Like, like, like Philippians 4 is, is giving us, and, and as we get into it, as we get into Philippians chapter 4 a little bit more, you're going to find out that, that God gives the prescription for peace. Now we started last week, uh, we started last week with, or a couple of weeks ago, with dealing with this, uh, dealing with this understanding of relationships and, and how we can have peace in the middle of our relationships and if you didn't get to listen to that I was going to jot down uh, all of the all of the notes and all that stuff and go back over them but we just think we don't have time to 
go back through reviewing all of them. Uh, but this week is a really interesting verse uh, that we're going to deal with. He, he says, let your moderation be known unto all men. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The, 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 the motto in America, for the most part, is go big or go home. Go big or go home. Or, or it could be even said like this, bigger is better. And, and the majority of um, the American dream is obsessed with more. I want you to think about that with me. It is obsessed with always having more. Now, there's a real, there's, there's an interesting verse, and, and you may want to jot this one down, Proverbs 15 and verse 16. Proverbs 15 and verse 16 says, Better is, a little, is, is, is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. All right, get this with me. Better is little with the fear of the Lord. So better is little coupled with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Now there's a there's a ton of New Testament verses that that tell us that that having a whole lot doesn't equal great things, right? Now there's nothing wrong with having a whole lot, but for the most part, there's a lot of people that have erred uh, because they have a whole lot of money. Because they have a whole lot of things. Why? Well, because they don't have a whole lot of money. The whole lot of money has them, right? And, 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 and beyond money, beyond the idea of money, uh, if, a, if, a little, if a little happiness feels good, why shouldn't I go to the extreme with that happiness? There's another statement that's made. If a cookie is good... Why not eat the whole thing? If a cookie is good, why not eat the whole thing? Well, there, there's there, so here we are in Philippians chapter 4 and, and verse number 5. He says, let your moderation be known unto all men. Like, let this, let your moderation, what, so, so what, is, what is this word moderation? Well, it's, it's uh, the root word for moderation is moderate. The root word for moderation is moderate. It, it means control. It means uh, to be governed. It means to be regulated. It's almost like God, he here's God, and he, it's almost like there's... There, the, no, all right, so, so here's what we would say. Moderate would be no extreme. So this idea of being moderate, it has no extreme to it. So it's neither extreme on one side, neither is it extreme on the other side. And, and so there's a couple things that, 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 God wants us to, that God wants us to understand. My walk and your walk should be seen, my walk and your walk should be seen in moderation. My walk with Jesus Christ in life should be seen in moderation. What does that mean? It means there's there's no it, it's not it's not filtered with extremism. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, now now well, I'm, before you start throwing stones at me, we'll we'll get to what that uh, some of what that means here in just a minute. But he does say, let your moderation be known unto all men. Okay. So what does that mean? Our lives need to be moderate. They need to be moderated. They need to be governed. They need to be regulated. What are some areas that you would say needed to be moderated, needed to be governed, needed to be regulated in your life and in my life? Well, let, let's, I'm going to throw a couple of them out there and, and, and we'll probably won't have time but just to get through maybe a few of them, but, but we'll see. Uh, let, me, let me give you this. Some moderated emotions. Moderated emotions. <coughs> one of the one of the big deals, one of the big things that we live in nowadays, is this idea uh, um, that your emotions are always telling you the truth. Okay, let your emotions run wild. Follow your heart. Do whatever your heart says. Now, the problem with that is that your emotions have a tendency to run crazy in one direction or the other. And that's really, that's really why so many people struggle with the depths of anxiety that they do. 
That's why people get so anxious. Why? Because they get emotional. You say, well, I think anxiety is a different problem altogether. That's because you're not as emotional as maybe somebody else is. Okay? Emotions a lot of times dictate what anxiety has the tendency to up-ramp in your own life. And depending on your personality, uh, you may be prone to, to extreme uh, happiness. You may be prone to extreme sorrow. You may be prone to extreme anger. Now, now I, I know you're like, man, what is this, a psychology lesson? Well, as a matter of fact, it is. It is a psychology lesson. Why? Because the Bible deals with your psychology. The Bible deals with the fact that some of us uh, we're prone to extreme happiness, excessive happiness. We're strong. We're prone to excessive sorrow. We're prone to excessive anger. We're prone to be excessive. You ready? Nobody, nobody, no, nobody uh, wants to talk about. It. We're prone to be excessive victims. The victim mentality of the day is a wild mentality, but we're prone to live in. In the fact that we're victims of of somebody else's somebody else's premeditated whatever. In reality, we're not victim of it. We're not victims of, from anybody else. We're victims of our own emotions. You're not. You're not. A, you're, you're not. A, you're not a victim. Uh, I know people that play the victim card all the time. They're. They're. You know what they are. They're victims of their emotions. Well, I can't control what my emotions do. Well. That's why the Lord said, let your, what? Your moderation be known unto all men. Now, here's, here's the convicting part of this statement. What is, the, what is the convicting part? And we probably won't even have time to get where we need to be on that thing. The Lord, you ready? The Lord is at hand. Your moderation should be known unto all men. Because the Lord's at hand. Okay? You, you write this verse down. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Now, how many of us probably finished the verse? That you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. So we, you know. That's a commonly quoted verse at most funerals. Go to a funeral and, brethren, we're, we're not sorrowing even as others that have no hope. So, so our sorrow is not sorrow of the world. Why? Because they're never going to see that person again. Our sorrow is different. So we don't, we're, not, we're, we're not going into much sorrow. We're not going into that. Why? Okay, you ready? Because we have hope. Okay. Now, objectively, see this with me, okay? So this is Paul dealing with this church at Thessalonica. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. All right? So th there is an admonition here that you sorrow not. You can't, you can't be overcharged with sorrow. You can't be overly emotional and uncontrollably sorrowful. Why? Well, because you're telling the world that you don't have any hope. That's what you're telling the world. No, I'm just built. No, no, no. Let your moderation be known unto all men. Why? The Lord's at hand. See, your testimony in your emotions are enough of a testimony to tell the lost world the Lord's at hand. Now, you say, well, that's easier said than done, and I would agree with you. That is easier said than done. But you know what that's called? That's called growth. When you realize and you get to the place where you're like, you know what? I, I have let my emotions, I have let my emotions take over. 
What about uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26? He says, be, be angry and sin not. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon, the, uh, upon your wrath. So, so don't let the sun set. Don't let a day go because your anger has caused you to stir up this emotion of wrath in your heart. Don't let your sinful anger, don't let your sinful anger deal with you. You deal with it. You, you come to the place to where you understand that that emotion doesn't control you. You control that emotion. Now, how many of you understand that, that sadness is uh, being sad, being in a state of sad is a normal thing? Everybody understands that, right? That's normal. It's not unreasonable to be sad. It's a part of human life. It's actually, it's actually healthy in, in, in right context. And, in, in, and then, you ready? In, in some instances, including fasting, being sad is a holy thing. Being sad over your sin is a holy thing. Being sad that, that you, you, even in times of fasting, that, man, you, you realize you see some things about yourself. But they're, they're, they're only holy and they're only right in what? In moderation. Okay? Don't be... And, and I wrote this down. Don't, don't be excessive in your emotions. Don't be excessive in your emotions. Why? Because God's called you to moderate your emotions. God's called you to moderate your emotions. Why? Well, again, it's real, real simple. The Lord's at hand. So I, I'm, I'm called to moderate my, my emotions because the Lord's at hand? Yeah, man. Yeah, but because we're in the last days. We're, and and we're, called to, we're called to moderate our emotions. Okay, what about this one? Moderate, uh, moderate desires. Moderate desires. So... So, so there, there is some, some excessiveness in some of our desires. Some excessiveness in some of our pursuits. I mean, we all know people that pursue sports and uh, pursue educations and pursue careers and pursue relationships as far as trying to, you know, whatever relationship you could fill in the blank with there. But in any pursuit, God has called. In any desire, God has called us to be moderated by what? By the Word of God, right? Uh, pursuing things is not a bad thing. Pursuing things is not a bad thing. But I've been called to pursue eternal things. So, so if, if my pursuit of things outweigh the uh, carnal things outweigh my pursuit of eternal things, then I'm not being moderate, right? <coughs> Ecclesiastes chapter one in verse number seven, all the rivers run into the sea. Yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eyes, the eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The problem with man, a lot of times he can never get enough. And that's what Solomon's saying in Ecclesiastes. Man can never get enough. Man always has an issue with having enough. There, there is an, there's another interesting verse. 
in Ecclesiastes 7, in verse 16, he says, Be not, unri- be not righteous over much, neither make thyself overwise. Why shouldest thou destroy thyself? So, so even, even, even appearing righteous to men, even being known for wisdom should be moderated. Right? What, what about this? Moderate worth. Moderate, moder, moderated worth. So, so, so moderated emotions, moderated desires. What about moderated work, uh, worth? So how many of us all know that if a man won't work, then he shouldn't what? He shouldn't eat. So we know that God blesses hard work, right? Everybody understand that? God blesses hard work. Now, God blesses hard work. But a lot of people think that that's all God blesses. So what do they do? They work. And then they work some more. And then they work some more. And they think that the blessing of God is coming in the form of work. And they think that the blessing of God, well, you know what the Bible says, if a man won't work, that's a good, that's, listen, that's a real, that's a real good cop-out for not being a part of the mission. Well, you know what God says, God, if a man won't work, y'all not eat. But here, here's the thing, God's called us to be moderate even in our pursuit of those things. God's called us to be moderate in pursuit of those things. So, so God wants us to be God wants us to be moderate. It's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine sometimes that God has called me to be moderate in making money. Well, I just don't know, man. It just sounds like a thing. Sounds like God's trying to hold me back. Sounds like God is trying to keep you from getting in a mess. 1 Corinthians 7 and and verse number 30. And they that weep, chill this verse, as though they weep not. And they that rejoice, as though they rejoice not. And they that buy, as though they possess not. And they that use this world as not abusing it. For the fashion of this world passeth away. So he says, possess things in this world, but don't live like you do. Be diligent in this world, but don't abuse this world. And, and so, so, so it's, it's really interesting, uh, I think, that God has called us to this place. That God's called us. That God's called every one of us. So how am I going to, how am I going to, how am I going, how am I going to make my life work in this world, Okay. Could it just be that God's called us to moderation in, in everything that we do? What about what about what about moderate privilege or moderate allowance? I wrote this down. This uh, uh, moderate privilege or moderate allowance. Now, this is an easy one. This is a slam dunk. But food is an easy example. Food's a really easy example, but because everybody in the room understands, you can enjoy. You can enjoy a, a a dessert of some kind, right? You can enjoy a bowl of ice cream. How many of you understand? You shouldn't down the whole half gallon, right? Well, what if what if I want to down the whole half gallon? That's not called moderation. Well, you know. I, Man, I just have a problem with 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 being moderate in in these. You know what I found? Most people that have a problem with moderation in one area, they usually have a problem in other areas. They have emotional moderation problems. They have they have other kind of moderational problems. They 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 get they get crazy with their money. They don't know how to be moderate with their money. Enjoy the blessing of God in what? In moderation. Even the blessing of God. 
enjoy it in moderation. Now, there is a part of this, there is a part of this that you need to understand. Uh, that, that a lot of people would take from this scripture that that you know what we can excuse sin in 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 small amounts or medium amounts or moderate amounts. And, and hey, I know a lot of people that I know a lot of people that uh, that would take this verse and say that uh, you could drink alcohol in moderation. Um, and look, I'll say this: there, there is no prohibition on not drinking at all. But I, I, the Bible says, don't get drunk. But I can give you a lot of verses that calls uh, that calls the recreational use of alcohol um, into question, right? Um, it, as far as that goes, I guess we could say, well, if we're gonna. If you, you, you want to, we could use heroin in moderation or adultery in moderation. No, we, we would say that there's some things that God's called us to abstain from, right? Amen? Okay, so, so, um, so we understand we're, we're not going to use this verse to uh, give way to sin, okay? Um, but we understand just from the text that our life that our walk should be seen in moderation okay um, let me give you another one let me give you another one real quick uh, there, there's and, and we're just gonna we're gonna look at these and and then we'll pray uh, and I'm gonna try to look at them quick so there's other places in your Bible that this word uh, <coughs> that this word's translated a different word. So there's other places in your Bible, uh, in English, that this Greek word has tra- it's been translated in other places. Uh, there's five instances total that this word moderation, uh, including uh, where we're at in Philippians chapter number four, there's four other places it's been translated uh, different words in, in other places in the Scripture. Now, I want to look at them. Um, I want to look at them just real quick. The first place is 1 Timothy 3 and verse number 3. He says, Not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient. So one of the places that this has been translated is 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 3, and it's been translated as patient. It's been translated as patient. So this is is a, a character quality of a pastor or a bishop uh, but but the contrast is is it is being contrasted by not a brawler and not being covetous, by not being a striker and not being greedy of filthy lucre. So how many of you understand not being a striker and not being filthy of greedy lucre uh, of 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 uh, of filthy lucre? Let me understand, those are not quali- uh, though, be, being a striker and uh, greedy of filthy lucre are not qualifications of a bishop. Amen. You, you don't want somebody uh, that, that is going around fighting and, um, and, and being uh, greedy of filthy lucre in the pulpit. Okay. So what is, what, what is the other side of that? It's patient. It's patient. It, it, it's patient because it's not a brawler. Okay, it's patient because it is going to, it is not going to be covetous. Okay. Now, this idea of moderation is uh, is in your words and in your actions towards other people. The emphasis here it, with 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 being patient in terms in relation to moderation it is in your lust and in your desire. There's another place that, that it's that it's translated. It's translated in Titus chapter three and verse number two. It's to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle. So it's it's translated as gentle. Now 
It's, contra- it's contrasted by slandering. It's contrasted by quarreling. Now, you, you, how many of you understand that slandering and quarreling, those are usually actions against wrongdoings that have been done to you. Everybody understand that? Nine times out of ten, slandering and quarreling, they they usually start with how the flesh deals with being done wrong. So because I've been done wrong, I'm going to slander and I'm going to have these quarrelings. But, but the Bible calls me something different. My moderation leads to a different response. It, it leads to it leads to seeing that my words and my actions don't have to equivocate to me going back and being something that God's called me out of. So what am I going to be? I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to be meek. And, and then there's a, there's there's another place, and I'll give you this one. Um, there's another place, James 3, and uh, James 3, and verse 16. Uh, For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure and then, uh, and then peaceable. And here it is again, this word gentle. And easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality, and without hypocrisy. Okay, so we, we've got another we've got another place that we take this word from. Uh, so what is it? The wisdom is from above is first pure and then peaceable and gentle and easy to be entreated and full of mercy and good fruits and without partiality and without hypocrisy. All right, so this is where, this is what God has called us to. Okay, this is who this is the life that God has called me and you to. Now we don't have time to go through all of that. Uh, let me let me give you one more. Let me give you one more. First Peter chapter two and verse eighteen. Last place this word uh, moderation is translated in a different place. It's the same word general, but just so you'll get the different context. It's uh, different context uh, where the word's translated. Uh, servants be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. So here, here's the servants. There's some masters. They have servants that are good, and they have some masters. Uh, uh, they, they have some masters that are good and they're gentle. And then they have other masters that are froward. Okay? So what are they going to do? They're going they're gonna to turn away from you. Some people are going to be in opposition of you, but he says servants, not, not only to the to the to the uh, be subject to the ones that, that that are good and that are gentle, but also to the froward, those that are not in agreement with you. Okay? So there's this idea that me and you, that our moderation should lead and seek reconciliation that it should seek agreement, that it should seek harmony, that it should be peaceable with all men? Now why? Why is that? I'm going to give you it again. Very last one. Because the Lord is at hand. So yeah, I'm to let my moderation be known to all men. Why? Because it's pleasing to the Lord. Like it's pleasing to the Lord when I let my moderation be known to all men, because the Lord is pleased when I, when that happens. The Lord is pleased in my life when that happens. So, what does that mean? The Lord is at hand, and we only got a couple of minutes, and and then and then we'll pray. What does it mean that the Lord is at hand? Well, there's two different there's two different understandings. One is is time. And one is location. One is time, meaning that the Lord is at hand, that he's close at hand in, in, in a time period, or that he's close 
he's close in, in terms of location. And, and they're, they're both right. He is close to, to coming back. And he is close in terms of location. How many of you understand that God is not afar off? Everybody understand that, right? That God's not afar off. He, 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 the Bible, the Proverbs says that the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the good and the evil. It's a sobering thought to think that God is watching my life. Man, it, it, it's a sobering thought to, to think that the God, that the very God of heaven is seeing that our lives are being lived out either through his truth or not. So he says, let your moderation be known unto all men. All right, so, so, so here it is, the Lord's at hand. So the Lord sees it. The Lord sees when I trust him to let my moderation be known to all men and when I'm, I'm not. So, crazy thought. What if, you, what if you lived? What if you lived tomorrow? What if you lived tomorrow like the Lord seen it all? What if you, what if you got up in the morning and you said, All right, Lord, I'm going to live today like you are seeing it all. Because some of us live like, eh, he might see it, he might not. He might, he, might, he might get serious about it and he might, you know, I feel like he might see the bad things, but, but he's not seeing my life lived in moderation. Or, or is he? The Bible says that he behold, the Lord's, that the Lord beholds good and evil. Evil and good. Okay? Tomorrow. What if I go into tomorrow and I live tomorrow out? All right, Lord. I'm going to let my moderation be known to all men tomorrow. I'm not, my, my emotions are not going to control me tomorrow. I'm not going to be controlled by my emotions. And I'm not going to do it on my own will. I'm going to do it on the fact that the Lord is at hand. The Lord is close in proximity in terms of time. And he's close in terms of location. Like he's, he's close in terms of, of time and he's close in terms of location. He's close to me. And so I, I got I to gotta, I gotta be regulated in my emotions. I got to be regulated in my pursuit of earthly things. I got to be regulated in what I allow into my life and what I allow to govern my life. Tomorrow you, you, can, you can live with some peace that, that you don't normally have. Because you decide, I'm going to let my moderation be known. I'm going to let my life, I'm going to let my life shine for something besides myself. I'm going to let my life glorify God which is in heaven. I'm going to let the people around me see my good works. And I'm going to let God be glorified. Now, the deal is that that's the life you've been called to anyway. That's what you've been called to. That's what I've been called to. We've not been called to be anxious. About, and we're going to look at some of that in, in the next couple of weeks. We're gonna, that, that we're not to be full of care. That we're not to be careful for nothing. That our, that our lives are not to be overcharged with care. That, that the anxiousness that you and me feel... It, you know what? It could be put on, it could be put in a place to where it doesn't rule us. Why? Because our emotions don't control us. Our, our anger doesn't control us. Our anxiety doesn't control us. Our 
indulge in, what we choose to indulge in and what we choose to allow, that those things don't control us. Why? Because the Lord's, the Lord's close in terms of time. And the Lord's close in terms of location. You can draw nigh to the Lord tonight. You say, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to live my life like that. One step at a time. One step at a time. I wrote this down today for my own self. I'm bad about wanting every, I'm bad about wanting to make, make jumps from here to the other side of the world jumps in my spiritual growth process. Instead of being content with taking one step a day, putting one foot in front of the other. I want to do something stupid like, like to feel spiritual. I feel like i got to move halfway across the continent to, to go to a foreign country to be spiritual. Or I feel like i gotta, I got I got to witness to 40 people in one day. How about you just let t- tomorrow, you just let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord's at hand. You don't have to be some super, some super Christian tomorrow to feel like you're pleasing the Lord. Just trust the Lord. Where, where's the Lord? He's, he's here. He's, he's watching. He's watching me tomorrow. He's going to deal with me tomorrow. He's going to be at my job tomorrow. He's going to be at all, all those people I can't stand. He knows I can't stand them. All those people that he knows gets on my nerves. And all those people that he knows that I have ill will in my heart towards. He knows it. He's going to be watching how I deal with those people tomorrow. He's going to be watching and how I interact with certain things. And how I respond to certain things. Now. You have the opportunity to let your moderation be known to all men. It's, it's, it's one step in front of the other and allow God to change your life. You think we can take those steps tomorrow? Let's do it. Let's just ask God to help us do it. Let's do it right now. Lord, <coughs> Lord uh, so many things are easier said than done. And we know that. Talk's cheap, though. And what we believe about you is what we'll do tomorrow. Lord, we said it, and it's been said. We believe, uh, we behave uh, what we believe. And, and Lord, to, to, today, tonight, God, we know that you're at hand. And so, Lord, we ask you today, Lord, that you help us to live like it. God, we're ruled by so many things that that we don't have to be ruled by. God, I pray that you'd you'd help us all today. Help us to get serious about the things in our life that is governing who we are. Lord, use this place. Lord, the things that we prayed about earlier, God, I pray that you'd help us to imprint those things in our heart. God, help us as we walk in this fast. And uh, God, that you be glorified in all that's, all that's done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, I love y'all. I hope you have a good rest of the evening. And um, listen, let's get serious before the Lord about things that we know in our own life that is not pleasing to the Lord. That are not what we would consider, uh, what the Lord would consider moderation. And, um, and, and you, uh, you ask God, ask God to help you every single day, just one step in front of the other, and let's get serious about it. Amen? All right, be good. I'll see you on Sunday.